Well, Did we lose I must Jackie? have messed up this connection. Jackie? Jackie? Are you there? Jackie! Hey, sorry, we lost you. I don't know what happened. Uh, Jackie, on. come back. Jackie! <laughs> oh, there you are. Okay. Where Hi! Oh, good. That's nice to know that I'd be missed. Yeah. Honestly? You're, you, yeah. you're back on. It would be a lot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the director of Faith Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the youth minister. And I'm Jackie Pippin, and I'm the digital resource curator. And it is Lent. It's Lent in what? Japan, right? It is definitely Lent in yeah, Japan. Yeah, you're way ahead of us. You're already three days into Japan yeah, our first Friday of Lent. Japan has Lent. Yeah. <laughs> so, happy Lent, everyone. Or solemn, solemn Lent, yeah. everyone. Is, that the greeting? is there a greeting for Lent? <laughs> I was wondering about that Ash Wednesday, because I was wearing purple, and my mom was like, oh, aren't mm. you liturgically appropriate? Yes. Which you would never say, so shout out to Sylvia. Liturgically appropriate Lent, everyone. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, welcome to the first full week of Lent. Uh, we are... Recording this the day after Ash Wednesday, but you'll be listening to it the week of March 10th uh, and the week following the first Sunday in Lent. And so, like every week, we are going to take some time during this Faith to Go podcast to read through the gospel for this Sunday, which is from the Gospel of Luke, and then each highlight three points. But before we do that, we asked you all on Instagram this week to share with us uh, what your Lenten practice is going to be, which is what we talked about at the beginning of last show, just outlining some ideas and possibilities and approaches for giving something up or taking something on as a practice for these 40 days of Lent, actually 46 days if you count the Sundays. And we got a couple responses, and we've each done something as well. So we're going to take some time to share those with you. So uh, we got two responses on Instagram. From our two most faithful followers, I can only assume. Faithful meaning their love of God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One person said they're giving up Instagram. So that was appropriate oh. for the for the platform. <laughs> uh, we'll see them in Easter. Right. Um, and another person said they are giving up social media. So all oh, social wow. media, I guess. So that's pretty impressive. Also, they said that they might try the Purge 40 Things Challenge, which nice. I think is that you – like have a like a box or a bag in your house and you like give up get like put a thing in it every single day that you want to give away and then at the end of lent you give out give away like bring the whole bag to like a thrift stop thrift shop or goodwill or something like that so that's a cool one that's kind of like a daily reminder of like getting out all the all the stuff Mm -hmm. uh gertrude Mueller nelson who's a who's like trained in Jungian psychology and also is does a lot of writing about liturgical seasons and and uh, at home practices for families. Uh, she lives here in San Diego, and she talked about a Lenten practice, kind of like that. Um, but she calls it like she talks about like the junk drawer. You know, like you have a junk drawer in your house, oh, I've heard and you that. just like mm-hmm. dump everything out. And she's like talking about like how that is what we do in Lent is like dump out all the stuff and like take an inventory. And so the that's kind of a cool practice to help remember like what we're doing. You know, right? It also sounds like Marie Kondo. Just yeah. getting everything out in the front 
getting everything out all together and then make sure you thank it time. before you get rid of it. Yes. Good point. Yeah, I think so. Certainly. Um, Recognize what things have been helpful and what things can be like, like, let go of. Yeah. So, so Maya, what is yours? What are you doing? I'm not eating red meat. And then uh-huh. I'm also giving up social media. Um, all social media. Yeah. Including Facebook messenger, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat are wow. the ones that I use. I don't use Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so I've been doing that. And then I'm also trying to say sorry less. So I'm not going to, you know, bump it into someone and not say sorry. But um, I tend to apologize way too much. And mm-hmm. almost to the point where it's like a filler word. And it has no real intention. So I've been trying to do that. And there have been... So just so I can be more intentional with the word sorry. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm also... I, like, realize I spent a bunch of, like, small, like, money on things that are, like, like a coffee or a soda or something. So every time I, or you buy something for myself that isn't entirely necessary, I'm, I'm setting aside money to give away. Cool. So, like, I wanted to get my eyebrows done, which is actually really entirely necessary. But I'm setting aside that money or, like, getting my nails done or things that I don't Oh, need. so you're not doing that thing and put, instead putting the money mm-hmm. that you would have spent somewhere to give it away right that's cool that's a cool approach to alms giving yeah because i don't need it yeah and um yeah cool jackie do you are you doing something i am i you're making me go after maya since she listed so many things that she's doing uh, there's Jerk a lot move. to be done catch i have up. a lot of junk in my drawer <laughs> catch up i'm just kidding um <laughs> i am doing morning prayer every morning cool and I am um, trying to eliminate my use of single-use plastics. Nice. So thank you, everyone, for sharing your... Wait, what about David? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, David. I, am, I did this last year. Well, last year I gave up meat except for, like, fish. So I ate, I ate fish last year. But this year I'm thinking of going, giving up all meat, just going vegetarian. I mean, it's the day after, so So, have you made a decision? Yeah, I have. I'm giving up all meat. That's impressive. All meats. So it's something that I would like to be able to do all the time, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, I just wasn't – I wasn't – I was brought up eating a lot of meat, so it's just kind of like a habit Mm -hmm. that I have. And I don't really want to do it, but I also haven't been brought up in a – like, that was always kind of the main option for for meals and things. Mm But as I've wanted to do it more, I've made more and more non-meat, you know, meals and things. And I know I could do it. It's just a matter of actually doing it. Right. So I'm going to do that for, for Lent and see what happens. Um, okay. So thank you guys for sharing. And thank you all for sharing uh, on Instagram. If you want to get in contact with us, share any of your stories from your week of conversations, uh, comments, or questions you might have. Or if you want to share how your Lenten practice is going, you can follow us on Instagram and uh, contact us uh, through Instagram. Or you can send us an email directly to faith2go at stpaulcathedral.org. And you can also contact us through the website, www.myfaith2go.org where we have a little um, box at the bottom right-hand corner of the screen that you can use as like a chat function. That will get to all of us. Uh, and you can also sign up 
on the website to be a member of faith to go uh, and you can sign up to get emails and also to be able to comment on posts and things like that. Does that count as social media? No, I'm going to use that. No, yeah. that doesn't count as social media. Okay. So, uh, like every week, all of our faith to go resources on the website, www.myfaith2go.org, uh, are from this week's gospel, the gospel for Lent 1 in year C. And so this week's gospel is Luke 4, verses 1 to 13. So Jackie is going to read it, and then we'll each take a few minutes to highlight one point from the gospel. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all their authority. For it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. Oh, ominous. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> do, 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 do. I mean, it's Satan, so. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to, I want to talk a little, provide a little context for the story, and it's going to blend also into my first point. So, I don't know if there will be a discernible difference, but I'll try to mark the. David the, and his context. I'll try to mark the time when it changes <laughs> from information <laughs> to my point for your week of faith formation. But anyway, in Hebrew scripture, there is something called Hasatan, or the Satan. And Hasatan just means the accuser. And so there, in a number of different places in Hebrew scripture, whenever someone says, like, you are, there is an accuser, it doesn't, it's not talking specifically about this, like, deified evil thing. Uh, it can be, like, some, like, someone standing against Israel, or, like, someone accusing someone of something. You know, it doesn't have to be the devil, per se. But in the book of Job, and then in two other, two other times in Hebrew scripture, there's this entity called Hasatan. And in Job, if you know anything about the book of Job, Job is like a guy who is suffering a lot and it's kind of this. <laughs> if you know anything about the book of Job, if you know one thing, if there's, if, if Job was in a job interview, a, jo- a Job interview, yeah. and they said, what is one word you would use to describe yourself? He would be like be suffering. suffering. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? Jinx. So the book, the book of Job starts off, it's kind of this allegorical story but of, of the, of like the, this guy named Job and he's like the most righteous person. And then God, there's, 
that's like how the story opens about how much how wealthy he is and how like how much he loves God and how, how, how yeah how great wow. he is as a as a like as a devotee is. of God, and then it cuts it cuts to heaven where. God assembles what is referred to as the sons of the sons of God or like the heavenly council and with them the accuser or the satan and and God says where have you been satan <laughs> what have you been doing You're late. <laughs> and the satan hasatan literally says i've just been walking up and down earth just walking around checking on things the accuser the accuser like, right yeah so so god says what about job did you see job how how great is job isn't job awesome yeah. and and the accuser satan says to god i mean yeah of course he's awesome because you keep blessing him with stuff he only likes you because you keep giving him stuff and God's like, I mean, I'll let you test Job and see if that's true. Right. So he says, I'm go go take everything away from Job. You have my blessing. Go take everything away from Job, but don't hurt him. Just take everything away. We'll see if you're right. Right. And so this is pretty much the whole book is bad, terrible, terrible, terrible things so happening much. to Job and God and the accuser debating about whether the next thing will make Job oh, give up his devotion to it's God. Like a, it's like a bet. Right. So, so this is where this is where the first instance of this this like entity that is causing suffering in the world coming up in Hebrew scripture. So something happened between the the like the end of Hebrew scripture and the writing of the Gospels in terms of how people understood this figure Hasatan, because it seems like in Hebrew scripture it's not an evil angel going against God's will, it's pretty clearly one of the heavenly hosts, like a part of, of the life of God and the part of the life of God that, that causes that through which suffering happens in the world. Right. And challenges and death. Yeah. So in Greek, when they're writing Satan, that is a transliteration of Hasatan in Hebrew. So they're just writing S-A-T-A-N in Greek. Because Hebrew in Hebrew, the sounds are S-A-T-A-N. The devil, Diabolos, is the accuser in Greek. So that's a translation of the Hebrew, Satan. Okay? So that's where the two different names come from. So in this story, in this story from Luke, he's using the word Diabolos, which means like the slanderer. So Jesus is having this conversation with the devil. And the context of it is that all of that, to say all of that about the Satan devil thing, but also this is happening right after Jesus' baptism. So in Luke, uh, Jesus is baptized and the spirit descends on Jesus and, um, the, and the skies open and there's a voice that says, you are my son, the beloved, or you are my beloved son. With you I am well pleased. And then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And then the devil is bringing up this thing saying, if you are the Son of God or if you are a Son of God, you know, do this to prove it. Uh, and so Maya and Jackie are both going to talk about, you know, what some of, some of the themes of the story like identity and like intentionality. But I just want to just generally 
highlight the way that that this can kind of be an invitation to us to go into Lent. Because the I think it's cool that that the Holy Spirit is the one that drives Jesus into the wilderness. That it is it's the Holy Spirit that descends on Jesus and it's the Holy Spirit that like that reveals to Jesus his identity as uh, the, the beloved, a beloved son of God. And then it's that same spirit, Holy Spirit, that drives Jesus into this painful time, this painful wilderness time. So often we, it's, it's easy to think of the Holy Spirit as the thing that is providing all the good things in life and the devil as the thing that's providing all the painful suffering things in life. But really it's the, it's not that, it's not that easy (laughs) to separate the two. Because in some way, just like in Job and just like in the Hebrew scriptures, it seems like the Holy Spirit and the, the Diabolos, the devil, are working together here, you know. And, and in some way that the suffering in the wilderness and, and the, the hardship of that time and the kind of interior looking and stripping away of of things for Jesus in this time is both the work of the Holy Spirit and the work of this tempter, this accuser, this one that's causing him to question. And both of those are holy experiences. Mm-hmm. So this is a time during Lent for us to start to kind of like strip away those things in ourselves and begin to question uh, and be okay with questioning, questioning who we are, why we are the way we are, why we're doing what we're doing, discerning if if the if the, the the choices that we're making and the paths that we're pursuing in our lives are really the ones that are authentic to our identity, mm-hmm. and 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 being okay with both of those things because that is the Holy Spirit driving us to do those things. And like letting ourselves be driven and guided and questioned. So, uh, Jackie. Jackie is number two point. Hi, that hey. brings me to my point. Uh, my my point comes from the uh, first verse of this reading today. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. Um, and this notion of what does it mean that we're filled with the Holy Spirit? And during the season of Lent, when we are called to examine our lives and to look at what we're doing and maybe make changes if needed, um, how are we able to do that because we are filled with the Holy Spirit? And that that, that intentionality helps us be receptive to God's grace and God's grace within us and God's grace around us to live into spiritual practices or new things that we're trying during Lent. And that Jesus is exemplifying here through his intentionality and receptivity to God's grace that we are able to turn towards God even when it's hard instead of turning away from God during our trials and temptations. And we can choose this time during Lent to be intentional and be receptive to God's grace so that we can encounter our faithful God who is in the midst of us, even when we're in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And so that notion that Jesus is not alone here and we are not alone 
And so how can we, how can we be fortified by that and strengthened by that so that we can be better and do more in our daily lives? I, I mean, my point kind of brings out, kind of elaborates on that whole, um, both intentionality, but also what David was talking about earlier in his discussion about the context of it all and with the accuser concerning identity and Jesus's lineage. And um, as David pointed out, I think it's particularly interesting that the questions that the devil poses are always like, if you are the son of God, um, do this. If you, if, um, and I can't just, I mean, I've done so many things to prove to none other than myself that I could do them mm-hmm. that I really wish I hadn't done <laughs> and that had no benefit and that no one was asking for this. I just needed to prove myself that I was capable of doing that thing or I was worthy of being loved or worthy of care. And I just think that Lent and this story is calling us to like, what is our inheritance, right? As children of God. Cause we had talked about this in a few episodes ago uh, with Pontius Pilate, you know, what is truth and what is our inheritance? And, um, like that's granted, that's good, that's given, you know, or like with the the man in the wilderness, like you've got that. Mm-hmm. But I think we we fear that we don't have that, that we we're, we're not good enough, that we're not um, we don't live up to it, and so that's I think when we really mess up is when we have to prove how good we are at I don't know anything, and I just think it's uh, Lent is like a time that calls us back to say like. This is who you really are. Mm-hmm. You don't need to. You don't need to try to prove it. And um, this is who you're not. You know. And mm-hmm. it kind of like invites us to peel away the different identities that we assume or have been put upon us by other people, um, and and start fresh and reorient towards that really true, the only true identity we have. Mm-hmm. You know, the real one, and that's like children of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my you talk about starting fresh, and I think it's important to remember during Lent that every day is a new day. Mm-hmm. You know, we set up these disciplines not so that we can feel bad that we fail every time, but so that we can remember every day that we can find God in that day and, and try and do better, and that every day is an opportunity for us to live into whatever we're trying to do this season. Absolutely. So, that's three points. So, the first point was my context slash invitation to Lent point. Um, remembering that it is, you know, the it's, bo- it's the work of both the Holy Spirit and this accuser, this um, devil character working together that helps us to grow in the season of Lent. And so it's an openness of both to the ways the Holy Spirit is moving us towards that kind of questioning and suffering and what might come of it, what growth might come of that, and being able to live in that discomfort. Uh, number two was Jackie's, and it was about the intentionality uh, of Lent and of our practices and remembering that it is through the grace of God and the Holy Spirit that we are able uh, to do those things and to grow in the season of Lent. And then number three was Maya's point about our, about our identity and about remembering our identity and that this season of Lent is a time um, of questioning, but also questioning in order to to more clearly be able to 
feel and embody and recognize our identity as children of God and of beloved as beloved children of God. So, um, having heard that discussion, uh, Jackie is going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything different this time through. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Faith to Go podcast for this first week of Lent, uh, the week of March 10th. Make sure to follow us on Instagram so you can uh, get all those questions we'll be posting throughout Lent. Make sure to comment on those, and we'll share any comments that we get on the Faith to Go podcast for next week. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or stories from your week of faith discussions, you can share them on Instagram, or you can send us an email directly to faith2go at stpaulcathedral.org or get in contact with us through our website. Make sure to check out all of those Faith to Go resources, www.myfaith2go.org for this week, and make sure to rate and review this podcast to help other people find it. And until next week, say goodbye. Bye. Bye.